I want to welcome Dawn Stone to the Community Family Wellness Podcast Show. I still haven't figured out exactly the wording, but it's just content for families, especially parents, to improve their health and wellness. And I've heard a lot about you. I've heard that you lost 100 pounds or more, and that's amazing. That's difficult. I've only lost like 60 pounds at one time. <laughs> and that's hard, and more just seems like you're really patient or really working hard. And I have several clients who've lost 100 pounds, and to watch that, just that alone, not opening a gym or not getting, you know, leading a gym and exercising really hard every day. This is CrossFit, so it is elite exercise in that realm, especially for parents and so on and so forth. And I've interviewed Russell and Julie Dell from, I knew them from Spikes CrossFit. He was a CrossFit instructor. I see CrossFit kids and you're brave to even (laughs) possibly imagine to get the kids in, in your gym. Most people are scared of it. Most are at that point of like, that's too much insurance or it's too dangerous or whatever that may be. And I, I really, I'm an, I admire that you take on that. And Russell's a great one to help with yes, that. Yes, he is. Absolutely. He's one of the best kids people I know. Um, yeah. So I want to get you on. I want people to get to know you and know your story from birth until now. And like why you, you know, your biggest struggle biggest frustration anything someone doesn't know about you would be great to hear and <laughs> also like what what's your goals outside of that because you know 100 pounds is a lot or even more probably more like I didn't I've never met you I don't know you I love these interviews because I don't know people and it's a little awkward but it's cool that to get to know someone in this setting and to know their story so what's your story from birth until now and what like mentally thinking of how where you went from, where you were, where you are now, and what's your goal? Because I believe big about optimization. And, you know, people say 100 pounds, you're not satisfied. And I found a lot of people are not. They want to be, they constantly set new goals and they constantly, you know, go for new PRs or whatever that may be. So tell us about yourself. I feel like you'll need 16 years to listen to my story. But um, I grew up in New York, um, a little town outside of Buffalo. Yes, New York. And um, I was an athlete through high school. I was an athlete in college. But after that, um, I met my husband, got married, had some kids. And once I stopped being an athlete in college, I continued to eat like I was still an athlete in college. So slowly over the years, um, I made my way up to 340 pounds. So... I was one of those people who tried everything, every single fad diet you could think of. We're going to take away this food group. We're going to only eat this one. We're going to try counting points. We're going to try um, everything, literally everything, Atkins, Keto, um, Weight Watchers, Overeaters Anonymous, personal trainer, everything. And literally, I thought that there were no other options. Um, I got to the point, my kids were little. When I was in New York, I had a completely different path. I owned a day spa. I was a massage therapist. And it was just getting to the point where I was sore all the time. And then I was trying to run with my kids and I couldn't. So a lot of people don't understand. Like some people will look at somebody that's really, really big and they're like, can they not see themselves? Can they not see how big they are? Can you not 
why don't you take care of this? Chances are most of us are. Or trying, anyway. But the thing is, is that you start to see that person in the mirror and that person, your body your and your brain start to just twist things. You're like, I'm not really that big. I'm not really that big. I'm not really that big until you have a moment. And mine was, I couldn't run with my kids. I was trying to play with my kids. I couldn't run with my kids. And I'm like, something has got to give. And that was when, before that, sadly, we're taught as females that our weight defines us, our size defines us. How, I mean, and even males to a certain standard, we've got these body image issues and things like that. Well, from the time of 10, you know, even earlier now, girls are on a diet constantly. I've got to be on this diet or that diet or whatever. So I was always on a diet, but I wasn't serious until I had that moment. But even after that moment, I hired personal trainers. I watched everything I ate and nothing worked. And I was to the point where I felt like if I didn't do something, my kids were going to lose their mom. So I actually went and had a lap band put on. With that lap band, my surgery was what they would consider successful, but I was starving myself. I couldn't eat anything that I needed to eat. I couldn't eat chicken or rice or vegetables, but I could eat a peanut butter milkshake or chips and queso. So... I wound up losing um, right at 100 pounds with that, but then I was literally starving myself. My hair was falling out. My skin was brittle. I had zero energy, couldn't play with my kids. Like, it was the exact opposite of the goal. So I went to the doctor and had everything, um, all of the fluid in that band removed, and all of the weight came back on, probably all but 20 pounds of it. So then I was miserable because here I was, I'd lost all that, but I was what I would say is skinny fat. So I wasn't healthy. I was small, but I wasn't healthy by any means. When I moved to Mississippi, (laughs) my brother was stationed at Shelby and he met his wife and he had some babies and he came and we came to visit and fell in love with the area. But It's amazing to see God's hand literally in every single thing. Like there's no reason a morbidly obese woman from New York should move to Mississippi. There's no reason that her husband should take a wrong turn to work one day and accidentally pass by a CrossFit box. Um, There's no reason that someone should have a falling out with somebody over something stupid and wind up having a phone conversation with Jen Bragg, which led me here. There's no reason that that shouldn't happen. And for me personally, um, getting off of the health but spiritual, I'd fallen away from God. I forgot that God is in people. And so I'd fallen away and forgotten that Jesus loves me. And so there's no reason that I should have been introduced to Jen Bragg, who reminded me that Jesus loves me as much as he does. And so then there's no reason that I should join a church and then bring a small group to this box. And, like, it's just... But God, like everything is but God. So on that day, he drove by this CrossFit gym and he was like, hey, you've kind of watched this on TV. This might be something you want to do. Being over 300 pounds is hard. Being over 300 pounds and having been not 300 pounds, but then being 300 pounds again is really, really hard. Being 300 pounds and walking into the gym for the first time is the most humbling experience in your life. You see CrossFit and you think 
if you've ever heard of CrossFit, you see these elite athletes. You see Matt Fraser, you see Tia Claire Toomey, and you see these amazing things. But you, we don't, so if we watch the Olympics, we see a runner, but we're not like, oh, I'll never run because I'll never be that fast. Well, people think I'm never going to do CrossFit because I'm never going to be that good. Yeah. But um, when I joined this CrossFit box and stringer, they're no longer open. But when I joined that box, he had just opened. And the two people that I was taking classes with were a state trooper and a figure competitor. And so... When I walked by, or when I drove by the gym, I sent the uh, instructor an email, and I said, is this for me? And I was in tears writing this email. I'm like, I am morbidly obese. I can't take walking to a gym and being stared at one more time. So if this isn't for me, I just need you to tell me, because I'll go somewhere else, but is this for me? And he's like, oh, absolutely. This is the most friendly atmosphere you've ever been in. CrossFit's different than everything else. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. So I drive up there the first day, and it's this trooper and this figure competitor, and I'm like, what am I doing? I sat in my car for 20 minutes. I'm watching the clock go down, and it's five minutes before the class is supposed to start, and they were the most accepting people that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, if it wasn't for that trooper, he would finish a workout, and if I was running, he'd come out and find me, and he'd run back with me. When I started, I couldn't... I could deadlift and I could squat because I was used to moving weight with my lower body, but I couldn't do a push-up. I couldn't lift a barbell over my head. I couldn't do any of that, but I was intrigued. My goal was never to lose the numbers. My goal was always to be fit and healthy, to be able to run, to be able to play, to be able to fit into a uh, roller coaster car, to be able to fit on an airplane and not require a second buckle. So those were always my goals. And I started to see those realized there. I wasn't skinny fat. I was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And um, lifting heavier and heavier and heavier. I figured out that barbell therapy is my favorite therapy. There's just something about the barbell for me um, that I really related to. And the heavier I could lift, the happier I was. So... About two years in, I was still having the mentality that um, I'm CrossFit, so I could just eat whatever I wanted to. So I got into a certain point, and I kept seeing posts from a food coach online, and I was like, I think I'm going to try this. And it's hard because CrossFit is expensive. But I mean, it's the best, to me, it's the best thing between having a class setting and a personal trainer, so you get that blend. But then to add a food coach on top of this, we're a single-income family, so it was a big decision for us to be able to add in another decent-sized expense, but it was worth it. It was the, the magic for me to count my macros. So for the first time, I was not eating to punish my body. I wasn't eating to be skinny. I wasn't eating for any other reason except for fuel. So my body was learning, okay, I need this much protein, I need this many carbs, I need this much fat, and here is where I optimize. Three months in, I was like, holy cow, this is is it. I've got to do this. So I went ahead and got my um, food coaching certification because it was, to me, the game changer. So all of a sudden, I didn't see the numbers change, but I was working out better, my clothes fit better, my body composition was changing from fat to muscle. 
So I transitioned over to this box and I was a member here. And I remember sitting on the bench right over there one Saturday morning um, and saying to my husband, if anything happens here, we need to buy this. Like this is my happy place. And there's no way that we can take this away. It's not just the place, it's the people, it's the community because this gym is less like a gym and more like a family. I mean, you can obviously look around, there's a kid's area over there on Saturday, today, in about 20 minutes, there's gonna be kids running around. They'll be corralled up into that corner, but um, this is a place where you can come and comfortably bring your family and not worry that they're gonna be exposed to things that you wouldn't necessarily want them to see or hear in a gym. So it is a family and we hang out outside of here and all of those things, but the opportunity came for me to purchase this and I did. And again, by God, God literally greenlighted every single thing from the loan process to the transition, everything. And it was really just a miracle. So continued on my journey and I decided that um, I wanted to try and make the master's online qualifier, which CrossFit then took out. But it is what it is. They limited it, I should say. Yeah. And um, my progress was pretty good. There were some events. I'm a taller athlete. I'm a bigger athlete. So even in my age group, I'm competing with people who are roughly 60 pounds less than me. And so I still struggle with a lot. The thing with this is that there's always going to be something that you're not good at. And there's going to be always something that you have to work harder at. And for me, it's all of the body weight movements. It's the gymnastics. It's the pull-ups, the muscle-ups, stuff like that. And I did really well a couple of years ago. Um, every year I've gotten higher and higher. Last year I finished in the top 10% of my age category. I've taken some really cool... They literally two years ago announced a workout that was rowing and wall balls. And if you could have designed a workout for me, that was it. And I took 11th in the country. But then the next workout was muscle-ups. And then I was in like the, the 5% bottom in the country. So the other thing about this is that it humbles you up and down. And it just keeps you in track. Um, this year has been super interesting. Family dynamics have changed. I had the COVIDs. Um, and then I found out that I had a gigantic... Um, tumor on my uterus. So in July, I got to have uh, almost a full hysterectomy, which was good because until this point, I've been able to say, when somebody comes in here, because I'm not your average gym owner, and somebody comes in here that's obese, I can say, I get you. Like, I understand. I understand that when you do a burpee, it's twice as hard as everybody else. Because when you jump down, your weight's going to pull you down. And when you jump up, your weight's pulling you up. And it's different impact on your body. So when you do these things, I know. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. It's awful, but it'll get better. And so now I hadn't been in the fitness sphere where I've had a major surgery or where I've had to come back from something as big as this. And it's hard. And until now, I've looked at some of my female athletes who have gone through this, and I'm like, why aren't you coming in? Why are you feeling like this today? And now I know. So now I'm about to start another certification that's just for females, like a female, for me to coach females better yes. through uh, 
having babies, through C-sections, through menopause, through these transitions, but then also through the mental stuff that we as females go through. I mean, it's beneficial for men as well, but for the most part, you can Google anything, and the first thing that comes up in any fitness atmosphere is going to be men. You want to do a bicep workout, your first 27 posts are bicep workouts for men. So it'll be nice to be able to offer this to the members. And a lot of people don't understand the pelvic floor. No, not at all. How to rehab. Because watching a woman have a baby, get pregnant and progressively get the worst posture that you can possibly ever have in your life. I mean, you see people that after they've had a baby, they're a different person. Absolutely. And just carrying the baby and the the weight she has for, Mm -hmm. the lower back tightens up so just wound up. And then after the baby, they're like, well, this is. Because you tote that baby in front of you, you compensate, mm-hmm. and you see girls with it, or women, I say mothers, with a baby on their hip and soft cocked out, mm-hmm. and so tired, I'm like, well, Correct. you know. And then there's other things, too, that you can't see. I mean, obviously, you can't see the pelvic floor, but even the abdominal walls, and then the things that some women will go through, they get the diastasis right. from just carrying that baby. Separation or all. Yeah. So it's it's hard and it's amazing. I mean, you interviewed Julie. Right. That's amazing. I mean, she comes in here and kills it. And I've never seen somebody come back from a baby like that. But she's on it. Yeah, she and said, she's killing it. Yeah, two weeks. I'm like, Julia. Yeah. I want to say, really? But yeah. You can tell she's really uh, self-aware. And she really knows yes. her body. And she knows how to push it. And yeah. And that's really amazing. Two weeks. That's- and that's the one interesting thing about CrossFit that's different than anything else too, everybody thinks about CrossFit and it's, they're thinking, oh, these people are going and they're going to lift a thousand pounds and they're going to do these magnificent things. CrossFit is just functional fitness. We're here to be able to pull ourselves off of the floor if we fall, to be able to put stuff up on a shelf and not hurt ourselves. But it's functional so we can modify anything. And that's what we did with Julie, is just modify everything so that she could come back even stronger than she was before. And she is yeah. stronger than she was before. Right. She tra- it translates big into life, though, because, yeah. you know, you can just go body weight and correct a lot of Absolutely. issues. Yeah. And what's cool is you can watch a baby whenever they're getting, like, when they stay, the moment they're born, you know, they sleep and all that good stuff. And then mm-hmm. when they start that movement process, mom can do the same movements. Absolutely. That same pattern, that same issue. It's just amazing how if mom watches her baby develop, she can rehab herself through those movements. Yeah. Like, God knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And play. Like, this is more like play than any other workout, too. So if you can get to the point where it's not, I don't have to go to the gym because I ate Thanksgiving, so now I have to punish myself and work out on a treadmill for an hour, that's work. This is play. It is. And it's the same thing you were saying. If we mimic the movements of the babies, they're playing. Not one part of them is like, I've got to stand up and sit down 15 times because I need to build these leg muscles. Exactly. They're like, this is fun. And they, they really do. And we looked at exercise as fun. Mm-hmm. And even like you said, therapy, because it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried a sitting job, a desk job. It was so great to pay and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was torture. It yeah. wasn't worth it. I hated a sitting job. And people, they don't realize they sit all day. They go home. They're tired from sitting all day. And then they... Sit, sit some more. Yeah, because they're tired. And I think we should really get a lot of effect out of, a lot of benefit out of exercising to you know, relieve that tiredness with fun and 
movement because the more we do, the more we can do. And I wish everybody would know that. Even stay-at-home moms. Absolutely. They deserve an hour to go work out. And I think it's, we think a lot of times, especially as moms, I have to be a mom first. I have to be a mom first. You do. But your job as a mom, you have to take care of you first. Yeah. It's like being on an airplane. Put on your oxygen mask before you put on everybody else's. You can't help anybody if you're passed out on the floor. And that's the same thing in everyday life. If we can't keep ourselves healthy, then how can we be even an example to our children of that? And then also if we get into the mindset of we get to. Not we have to, but we get to. I get to come to this gym every day and train as hard as I want. It's fun. I do this because it's fun. Um, I mean, sometimes there are days where I'd rather be in the bed, but here we are. We get to be here. There's so many people that would love to be here and can't, um, that literally can't. And um, it's so cool. Uh, We have a member here um, with one arm, and she kills it. If you saw her, you would never even in a million years think for a second if you caught her from the side where her arm is complete you would never for a second think she's doing burpees and push-ups and using a barbell I mean you look at her and you're like holy cow what do I think that I've got that's holding me back and she just kills it every single day those are the greatest blessings to see people that are going through or have a situation of impairment Mm -hmm. to society which really is their strength absolutely they have more purpose they have more desire well, and I think, too, it gives us the opportunity to just show people that everybody is equal on this playing field. Right. Um, yourself. Even I love, I'm getting off track. This is me, my ADD brain. My favorite part of this job is working with people one-on-one. The class atmosphere is great, but I also do one-on-one sessions with people. And to me, I love seeing that magic because out on the floor, I can, I can get to know people, and this is very much... Um, a more intimate atmosphere than going to a Globo gym. Right. You're not going to interact with the people that you see every day. Even in their classes. Correct. It's like, it's like, um, yeah. So I get to interact and I get to know who people are on a more personal level here, but one-on-one I really get to, and I get yeah. to see that transformation mentally and physically. But watching moms who, we have a mom that just had her fourth baby, and she's about to come back. She just got the okay to come back and work out again. And I get to watch her transition. I got to watch her through her whole pregnancy. Or even like Julie, I get to watch her through her whole pregnancy. But now I get to play with the baby, too. Now I get yeah. to have Jovi. Um, Conrad's awesome, but I didn't know him when he was a baby. So it was a little bit more standoffish where Jovi's just like, hey. Yeah, you're part of the family. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I love it. So you touched on a lot of things <laughs> we agree on. Like, really agree on. Um, that's like, amazing. I was actually a personal trainer, too, before. Mm-hmm. I, I hated begging people to work out yeah. in South Mississippi. Yeah. And I actually gravitated to CrossFit and enjoyed it and got out of personal training because it like that in a, in a gym, you don't, you don't really get a personal relationship. You beg people to work out. They tell you about all the food that they eat that's garbage, and you can't get them to do anything. And one thing I love about CrossFit is when I say you can't get them to do anything, get them to work out yeah and you can do and you see great results in certain people but there's just a disconnect correct because they look around it's just the trainer and them and that's it and you're like mm. but in a crossfit environment you got 15 20 people 
getting after it. Like, I better do something. Well, and you start to start to relate to some of the people. So you start to relate to that girl over there, this guy over here. Um, there's a guy that works out here. When I was just an athlete, before I had my certifications, before anything, and I like to be on the quieter side. There's a lot of people who want you in there. Come on, come on, you can do this. Let's go. And I'm not that. I want to do my thing yeah. in a corner. I don't want the attention. I don't like watching people watch me work out. And he, but him, I could relate to. He'd walk by. And he'd be like, "Come on, pick that up," and he'd just keep walking. Yeah. And um, so there's always going to be somebody that you can relate to here. But then there's always going to be somebody, somebody that you're like, "They're ahead of me. I can beat them." Yeah. And then all of a sudden you pick it up and you're going a little faster. You're working a little bit harder, not to the point where you're going to exhaust yourself, but just enough that you're pushing yourself a little bit harder and then you beat them. And then the next time you're like, huh, next time I got them again. Yeah. And then maybe you do, maybe you don't. And it just goes from there. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a, a unique perspective because I know a lot of people, especially my wife, she hated working out with people. She actually went um, to a gym in Ellisville because I was like, look, I'm working out. I love you before we had children. But I'm working out. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going to be. This is where I go to I go to this gym. I yeah. work out this way. One power to you. So I'll join the other gym. And she had people approaching her, saying this, saying that. I was like, just come work out with us. I don't want people watching me. So we actually went after hours to mm-hmm. work out. So I totally get that. Yeah. But she never gave it a chance. And I'm not criticizing her. She never gave it a chance to find someone in a class that you know, relates to her. Yep. This is exactly and there's like always going to be somebody. Yeah. Talking to those people, and you watch the trainers, they pick up on that. They're like, mm-hmm. don't, don't push that. Person. Yep. Nice to that one. Scream, yeah. Not scream, but absolutely. Raise your voice at that there one. is absolutely. We have a, an athlete that even in competition, you can't raise your voice or he shuts down. And you just learn to know. Yeah. Like, you're not yelling, you're trying to cheer, but to them, it comes off yeah. as yelling because of some life experience that they've had. And so you start to interact with the different people differently. And there are people, um, that I know that I can get right up to them and be like, you've got this real gentle. And there's other people that don't want me to speak to them the entire time they're working out. They want to know when their time's up and that's it because they're very self-motivated and that's how they work best. Yeah. Russell's one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Russell. He's so funny. But he's fun to work out with. He is. He really, you can tell there's a athletic. Oh yeah, Absolutely. And it's neat to see him work out with different people because, again, you relate differently. So if he's working out with these people, he'll work out differently than with these. And he has a really good way of knowing what somebody's motivating factor is, which is just epic. And him with the kids, he can have those kids. That's not my spiritual gift. He He can have those children. It is definitely his spiritual gift. Absolutely. He enjoys it. Yes. I love watching him interact with kids in church. And again, it's play for him. When the kids are in here having their classes, you'd mentioned the kids' classes earlier. Unfortunately, we haven't added those back in post-COVID because we don't know how to do it safely yet. Yeah. But um, nobody really does. No. Even the safety precautions. Correct. I think we got. Who knows if they're really yeah yeah, effective or not? But he'll. It's like a playground when the kids are exercising. They don't know they're exercising. They're playing games. Yeah, he gets creative and Mm -hmm. he still accomplishes the same. Biodynamics of it. Absolutely. He gets the like he even broke down some of the biomechanics of jumping and made a game out of it. Yeah. You know, every kid needs that. They really people think, well, my kid's just uh, 
Like once they get into it, my kid wants to do more computer work, but no, everybody needs movement. Correct. You can make it a game and make it fun. I don't care what the kid looks like, acts like, talks like. God made us to move mm-hmm. in our own way. Absolutely. But move, we were not ever meant to be set standard. Up. Yeah, we got to move. I wish every parent could find a box like this mm-hmm. in a setting where they can get their own therapy in, their own play. Because I believe therapy and play should be the same. Absolutely. Even if you're sitting down with a counselor and if you're sitting down with a doctor, it shouldn't be so rigid. And and not work. It shouldn't be work to do it. It should be freeing. Right, exactly. Whatever that is for you. Yeah, and people should find that. So what are your goals moving forward for yourself as an athlete? Currently, I'm just rehabbing. Currently, I'm trying to learn patience with my body. I'm trying to learn that my body is just going to be different for a little while. It's not going to respond the way that I'm used to it responding, which is good, but also frustrating. Yeah. Um, is that from the surgery? From the surgery. So when was the surgery? In July, July. The last week of July. So I think I'm about four and a half months post-op, which is I'm back to lifting... 75% of what I was lifting, and I love to lift heavy. So for me, fast, it is fast. But at the same time, I'm finding that, um, and the, for me, this is the frustrating part. I can cardio or I can lift. I can't do both together or my body is smoked. So I can have 32 minutes on the assault bike, which I love, which is sickening, I know. Yeah. But I love it. And um, Yeah. And But if the minute I start to add different modalities together, rowing, squats and pull-ups I'm just exhausted but it's more hormonal at this point because my body is still adjusting to the differences pre-op and post-op so did they leave an ovary yep I have one ovary left but the maybe too much information maybe not maybe it'll help somebody but the tumor itself that was I had no idea I went to a routine physical had no idea that I had a tumor that was this big sitting on my uterus. My uterus was the size of a football, and then I had two lacrosse ball-sized cysts on my ovary. So all of it had to come out. So, But that tumor itself was also making hormones. So by just removing that, my body just has to adjust and and learn. But eventually, my goal is still I compete. I don't compete for anybody else but me. But I want to make it to the Masters Online Qualifier, which means I'm in the top 100 in my age group in the country. That's a great goal. So that's my goal. I like to lift. I like to lift heavy. I like to do all the things CrossFit. I mean, competing is really an accomplishment in any regard. Mm-hmm. You compete in underwater basketball. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, like my wife after postpartum, after my daughter, we lost her mom to brain cancer. Yeah. But postpartum, you know, she warned her mom, her mom not knowing our daughter, mm-hmm. and her daughter was just like her mom. And it's like, but there was a lot of just mourning, and she had a pretty dramatic recovery you know, postpartum. With that, yeah. And we had a great home birth, water, everything. The birth was beautiful, but from the first birth on the son, she had some complications with the stitch work of the first one. So we had to go yeah. surgery to get it straight. But we had a great birth of it. But she mourned all of that at the same time. And she would sit on the couch and cry. Because it was a coping. Absolutely. That's just normal. 
Yeah. Being as a coping mechanism, so on and so forth. But I, I had to like get her out and walk. Mm-hmm. Just get up and walk, or I had to get her to do something. She had to get into. I was like, you got to get off the couch. I love and you. do something. You got to do something. You got to get your mind into something. Compete with yourself in something. I mean, see that you're you're struggling with a needle and thread. It's hard. Yeah. Figure it out. Struggle. Everybody, I wish every mom could know that that would be some great therapy. You gotta grieve, but the grieving process is not, you know. But we also weren't meant to grieve alone either. Right. And soapbox. Social media has made it to the point where we're not allowed to struggle as people. We're not allowed, especially mentally. Don't anybody tell you that you can struggle mentally because there's something wrong with you yeah. if you're struggling mentally. But. God put everything into place for a reason, and he never meant us to be alone, even in our grieving. So even if our getting up is just to go see a friend to grieve with, um, because we weren't meant to be alone. But so many women are so, go back to pelvic floor, they don't want to talk about the fact that their pelvic floor is unstable when they jump. Yeah, they have to pee a little bit. bit. Yeah, Um, something's wrong with me. Correct. No, it's normal, and this is just the way it is. We had a, off track, we had a girls' night, just five girls that got together five completely different stories but we were each able to relate to each other and let everybody know that this was normal everybody I mean don't get me wrong I am a firm believer that your problems are yours and they're real big for you and don't let anybody tell you otherwise if you're struggling with something you don't have to say well there's kids in Africa that don't eat right now I mean it is it's true but these problems are big for you so don't let anybody tell you that but it's the same thing in fitness or in grieving or whatever. It doesn't matter if your best friend has six perfect pregnancies and was off dusting on the third day with a baby in her hand. Yeah. You're okay to grieve. You're okay to be having that. But at the same time, help, you know, find the help you need, whether it's a therapist or a friend or a husband or whatever you need. Yeah. And just do that with somebody else. Yeah, that's right. And then the next step. Absolutely. Everybody needs a goal, whether it's to walk to the light pole and back, right. or whether it's to run a marathon. Both are completely valid goals. It is. I mean, if you're cleaning your house vigorously, yeah. that's exercise. Correct. And I mean, I wish everybody could see that. And I believe, I wish everybody would also add this to everything, what you're saying, but mm-hmm. optimization should be the goal. Yeah. Because, you know, you can recover and get into a maintenance mode. Mm-hmm. But if you're not careful, you're going to quickly realize, like, mm, yeah, you know. That gets easy. Yeah. And then you, and start, then you to start to go yeah. down. And you're not looking forward to mm-hmm. getting into an optimization goal. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. No problem. I talk to you all day. <laughs> you can tell we have a lot in common and we think a lot alike. I did not know you were from New York. You don't sound like a, a Yankee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Yankee, but you sound you know, normal. And I know I sound like a, a, a very southern gentleman. Or, <laughs> no, that, uh, I, I was really nice to meet you and get to know you in that regard. And I hope everybody joins your gym, really, in the area, or joins CrossFit in some way. Absolutely. And get to know the community, if nothing else. If you just do body weight exercises or you're in a scale mm-hmm. set up. You don't have to do RX and you don't have to do muscle ups. Correct. Just get in there and do something. 
Absolutely. And you find the box that you can fit into, and they will accommodate you, like you said with Julie, you scaled everything back, you modified it mm-hmm. to where you know, she could move her body and recover and heal and rehab the muscles that have been stretched out of place. And I really, I'm impressed that you are specializing in that starting a certification that works directly with women and rehabbing that because mm-hmm. it is different. Absolutely. And that was a, a challenge as a personal trainer for me to see women with the, you know, their, their body is totally different. Men don't go through that. No, they don't. You know, we, we don't. We, we have a little day, like bad bod or whatever, but in reality, you can look in the mirror, you can feel it a lot better. When a woman, it was gradual over time, and she feels like it's her responsibility cross in a way. Yes. But it shouldn't be, you know, a, a life sentence of poor form or poor technique mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And posture is everything, especially, and it translates from this. Now I'm going to get off my Because <laughs> it, it's critical. People it is. Think like energy, energy, and nutrition is great, and this is that. But if you are not posturally, and mine's not perfect, I know where I'm weak, but knowing that gives me a, a mental cue when I'm tired, like, okay, where am I at? But if I could bestow one gift to anybody that you clearly say by wanting to specialize in that mm-hmm. is your posture. And Absolutely. Pelvic floor work is critical. It helps men as well. Absolutely. I mean, we can learn a lot from a woman as humbling and, you know, ego-dissolving as it can be. But thank you for coming on, and I really appreciate it. And I'll get into your class <laughs> time That's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome.